okay funeral scientists on this october case report we are going to discuss the fate of the gill man who is the creature from the black lagoon this classic horror movie follows the story of marine biologists who travel to the brazilian rainforest to recover the remnants of a fossilized skeleton of a piscine amphibious humanoid of which they already had an arm and a hand once they arrive there and begin their search, they catch the attention of a living Piscine amphibious humanoid, which will come to be called the Gill Man. The crew of the search vessel is ravaged in multiple encounters with the Gill Man, but still they pressed on. When they were unable to locate the skeleton, one of the scientists suggests it was washed down the river into a paradise from which no one has ever returned, known as the Black Lagoon. As the boat travels down the river towards the Black Lagoon, the Gill Man takes a romantic interest in a female scientist named Kay. The presence of the Gill Man is still unknown until he gets caught in the ship's ropes while attempting to abduct Kay, leaving behind a claw, revealing his presence. Subsequent attacks by the Gill Man result in the loss of lives of the crew members, and when they try to leave the Black Lagoon, the humans find that the creature has blocked their way. The Gill Man successfully abducts Kay, leading to a final showdown in which Kay is rescued, and the Gill Man, riddled with bullets, sinks into the watery depths. Now let's just say that the Gill Man winds up in your prep room. In the interest of scientific study, you must preserve him. First, let's consider if we could embalm him through traditional vascular embalming. In order to do this, we need to think about how the mechanisms of embalming actually work. When we inject embalming chemicals, what we are doing is getting those chemicals into the capillaries. Mammals have a double circulatory system wherein unoxygenated blood enters the right side of the heart, is pumped through the right atrium and ventricles to the lungs. Once oxygenated, blood is pumped through the left atrium into the left ventricle where it is sent to the rest of our body. The blood is delivered via arteries to the capillaries where the oxygen is diffused into the tissues. The arteries and capillaries are the same pathway embalmers use to diffuse embalming chemicals. So will that work on an amphibious fish man? Fish have a single circulatory system where oxygen depleted blood enters a single atrium and a single ventricle where it is then pumped to the gills to be oxygenated and then is then sent around the body to diffuse oxygen into the tissues. So, so far so good there. Since we are also not sure about the gill man's biology, let's also think about as if he were an amphibian. We're in luck. Amphibians also have a double circulatory system just like mammals, and they have an additional circuit that allows them to bring oxygen through their skin. So now we know the potential for the type of exchange we are looking for is there. What about the vessels? When embalming humans, our most common arteries to use are the carotid arteries for the head and body, femoral arteries for the legs, and axillary or brachial arteries for the arms. So do these exist here? In the case of both fish and amphibians, the answer is sort of. Fish and amphibians both have carotid arteries in their head regions that feed into their aorta just like the mammals, including humans do. 
From there, it changes. Fish don't have axillary arteries, but they do have different types of brachial arteries, which are the continuation of the axillary arteries in humans. They also don't have femoral arteries because, well, they don't have femurs. Amphibians, on the other hand, have both femoral and brachial arteries, so the mechanisms and vessels are there. In the case of the gillman, it would probably be even closer to a human since he is a humanoid in his evolution. One potential problem we would have raising his carotid artery is the gill plate. If you have ever handled a fish's gills, the plates are very sharp depending on the species. Their purpose is to protect the fish's gills from harm, so they are like armor, so we'd have to be careful. We also have a curious moisture balance. Both fish and amphibians are the healthiest in wet environments, so we would have to be careful not to dry him out in our process. He appears to be armored, but we don't know for sure how soft his tissue needs to be. And as we learned in the Funeral Science Podcast episode, Decomposition Part 2, that water is a driving force in decomposition, so we need to find balance there. Now for this episode's spooky listener question. Where does Halloween come from? Well, the short answer here is that the long answer is too long for a podcast that is this short. In a brief history that hardly addresses all of what Halloween is, is that it began as a Celtic holiday known as Samhain and has been influenced by the Christian church over time as an observance as the night before All Hallows Day, which is a feast to celebrate the saints. All Hallows Eve is considered by some to be an important religious holiday where people prepare themselves by fasting and attending church, but in some places it is considered a secular holiday to be celebrated by trick-or-treating and dressing up. To answer more questions on this topic, I brought in the foremost expert on Halloween that I know. Oh, you're not being silly? Okay. Well, what can you tell me about Halloween? What do you do? Go trick-or-treating. Yeah. What are you going to dress as for Halloween this year? Leonardo. Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles? Yeah. All right. Um, what kind of candy do you hope you're going to get? Candy corn on the cob. Candy corn on the cob. <laughs> That sounds delicious. Um, why do you think that we go trick-or-treating on Halloween? Because we, because we wear our costumes. Oh, you wear your costumes? Why do you think we wear our costumes? Because it's Halloween. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. Um, what is your favorite monster on Halloween? A vampire. A vampire? Why is the vampire your favorite monster on Halloween? Because because they turn into a bat. Oh, because they turn into a bat. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like bats. Me too. Um. Uh, what else do you like about Halloween? Um. They make a pumpkin. What did What did you make for your pumpkin? Scarface and a witch. Nice. Um, um, Dad, do you know where bats live? Where do bats live? 
in a cave. A cave. Really? Yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen a band in a cave before? No. Only on Paw Patrol. Oh, okay, got it. Only at a hotel. Got it. All right. Is there anything else you want to say to the people about Halloween? You keep asking questions. Oh, I should keep asking questions. Yes, I know. Well, why don't you ask me a question? What's your favorite monster? My favorite monster? Yeah. I think it's probably uh, Frankenstein, maybe or Mummy. This has to pick one. Okay, Frankenstein then. Frankenstein's monster, I should say. Um, what's your favorite thing about Halloween? Oh, um, uh, going around and looking at all the decorations on people's house with you. Um, what's another one? Um, I also like going trick-or-treating. Um, I like uh, decorating our own house. What did we decorate our house with? Okay, very good. All right, so that's one of the last things we need to talk about. Do you want to tell the people anything else? No. Okay, you don't even want to tell them Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween! And now for something good that's happening. I am giving away free stuff for you to win. For about a year and a half, I've been looking at products in our everyday life that contain embalming chemicals, including formaldehyde. I call these embalming chemicals in the wild. Now I want to see what embalming chemicals in the wild you can find. If you need examples, you can check out my Instagram story highlights for the one that is labeled E-C-I-T-W. In order to enter, you must follow me on Instagram at Mortracker, M-O-R-T-R-A-Q-R, and post your embalming chemicals in the wild video using the hashtag, hashtag embalming chemicals in the wild, and tag me in your post by November 10th, 2021. We will hold a contest to find Instagram's favorite entry, and the winner will receive a free copy of Creating Natural Form, Restorative Art Theory and Application, and all participants will receive a free sticker prize pack. Okay, that's it for this episode. Do you have a question for me? You can email me at funeralsciencepodcast at gmail.com with the subject line podcast question are you or someone you know doing something that promotes education equality or otherwise raises awareness about an issue in funeral service please send me information about it to funeralsciencepodcast at gmail.com with the subject line a good thing is happening as a note here that has an exclamation mark in it so be sure to include that in your subject line and i will be sure to read it you can also follow me on social media i'm mort tracker on instagram that's m-o-r-t-r-a-q-r you can also like the funeral science podcast facebook page i've also heard on other podcasts that if you rate and review podcasts you like it helps them so if you like this podcast then please do that wherever you are listening from. All right, everybody, I'll talk to you later.